This is episode 58 of Extraordinary Women Radio. Welcome to Extraordinary Women Radio. I am your host, Cami Gilmer. Women are being called to lead with voice, vitality, and vigor. Each week, join me for wisdom-filled interviews with extraordinary women living out loud and making a difference in our world. Their stories will uplift, inspire, and spark your own purpose-driven journey. Hello, my extraordinary women friends. Happy summer. I've kicked off my summer speaking season and have been hitting the stages talking about how we build brands aligned to who we are from the inside out, from our very essence. And I've shared how we can embody our inner light and power and make that difference we want to make in the world. I've been talking about how it all starts from this inside out perspective. I've been sharing about being in flow in your business and not in the push because so often we get into the push of things and it's so much better when we can step back and be in the flow of things. And it really starts by doing that deep inner work of knowing why you're here on this earth. What is it you're meant to make a difference with and, and how are you meant to be delivering that into the world? And I've had some really incredible audiences and I'm excited because it's time, my extraordinary women friends, that we all raise up our voices and raise up our presence. The world is awaiting your gifts. Now's not a time to play small or to hide in the background. You were each born with a set of gifts and talents and passions that were really, that are really meant to make a difference in the world. The next stage I'm going to hit is the Women of Denver for the second time this month, where I'll be leading a workshop on the brand of you, raising up your presence, profile, and purpose as a change maker on June 21st here in Denver. I'll follow that up with a day-long event of my own on June 27th. It's called Emerging Expert Academy, the next bold move to boost your voice in the world. In this powerful day, we're gonna, you're going to learn how to raise up your brand and raise up your voice for impact. I'm really excited about this work. I've been sharing it with my clients on one-on-one and in, in my mastermind, and they're getting incredible uplifts from this work. So I'm happy to be sharing this, and I'd love for you to join us if this is speaking to you. If you, if you know your voice is meant to make a difference in the world, I'd love for you to join us on June 27th. And then I'll be in Portland on July 18th at the E-Woman Network Portland Monthly Event, speaking on the changing art of women in leadership. I'm going to post links to all of these events on the website, and I'd love for you to join us and come out and, and just connect. It's, it's real-life connections are always the best. I love to meet people face-to-face, and that's a great way to make this happen. In all of these talks, there's this thread of connecting to who we are in our body. It's about getting out of the projectionism and really owning that powerful strength of being you. And it's about hearing your deep inner knowing and finding an outlet to be seen and be heard in your message, all in a way that's very natural and in the flow. And being on these stages and sharing these topics has been so much fun. I've been inviting a whole new group of women into my tribe, which is fabulous. So welcome to all of you who are joining us for the first time and listening in to Extraordinary Women. And I have to stop and share with you guys what's been really rewarding for me in all of these speaking opportunities I've been in is my own comfort that I've found on the stage. I've often shared that it's not been a secret at all that there was a time early in my business where I was literally terrified of getting on the stage. Thank goodness I got over myself and I figured out how to not only get comfortable on stage, but actually to fall in love with it. I love the energy of it. I love the spontaneity of it. And mostly I love the connection with the people in the room. Somewhere along the way, I learned a couple of important things. First, it wasn't about me. It was about the impact I can make for the people in the room. Perhaps it's a new idea that they get. It's more courage. It's more connection to what they're really wanting. But it's, it sparks a ripple effect. And that really jazzes me. Second, it's about the connection, that person-to-person connection that I can make meeting new people in my tribe and just opening up my circle of who I know in the world. It's, it's so powerful. And third, it's also about getting out of my own head and into my body. And this is huge. And this, is, this took training, it took practice, and it took hard work. 
And I'll share more about this in our interview today, but know that one of the most important things that you can learn to do is to be in your body. And believe me, I know the irony of having to learn to be in your body. It's, it's not lost on me. For as today's guest shares in the interview, the first thing we do is we're born into our body. And the last thing we do is we leave our body. So why is it so hard to be in our body, to learn to be in our body? We're going to learn more about that today from our guest, Jamie Leno Zimran, as, as we bring her to Extraordinary Women Radio today. A Phi Beta Kappa graduate of Stanford University, Jamie is a modern-day Renaissance woman. She is a fifth-degree Aikido black belt. She is a Class A LPGA teaching professional. She's a marriage family therapist. She's a certified sports counselor. She's a master body worker. And she's a corporate and conference speaker trainer and an international citizens diplomat. And on top of all of this, her work has been the center of peacemaking efforts in some of the most challenging war-torn regions of the world. The principles that Jamie shares with us in this interview about becoming centered and aligned help us find a peaceful inner power, one where we're completely present in our body, our head, and our voice. Her work helps people discover the body-mind keys and tools to play, work, and be their best for their own peak performance, making a world a better place for everyone. Yes, Jamie is certainly a change maker. Known by her clients as Jamie Sensei, Jamie is a pioneer in blending ancient Eastern wisdom with modern Western discipline for self-mastery and peak performance in all things life, leadership, and even golf. This interview is rich with somatic wisdom and how you can apply it in your own life and business. And what's really extraordinary is that Jamie has brought her teaching to the Middle East Aikido Project to help unite Israelis and Palestinians through the martial art of peace. Arabs and Jews are now meeting on the mat to explore nonviolent conflict resolution and possibilities for peace. J Jamie Sensei brings a rare combination of knowledge, insight, and creativity to sports, business, personal growth, and to learning itself. She is acclaimed worldwide for her dynamic teaching style and unique gifts in guiding people to newfound well-being and success. I am so excited. Let's meet Jamie Leno Zimron. Well, welcome, Jamie, to Extraordinary Women Radio. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, and it was so great to meet you at the Unlimited Women's Conference last month. It was so much fun there. I loved hearing your amazing stories of doing your work all around the world and especially got to, I, I especially appreciated getting to do your Bliss Body Mind Fitness session that you did that, the last morning before we kicked off. It was such a great way to start the day, to move and really be in our bodies before stepping into a whole day of learning. Yeah, I was so glad you were there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we had a nice group. And honestly, you know, getting, stepping into our bodies as we step into the day. Um, hopefully we, that's where we are all the time as we step right. in, that we stay in. And there we are until we find that we're actually living in our bodies much more fully, much more continuously, uh, much more consciously than it seems most of us are given the kind of acculturation and culture that we live in, which is so head oriented and kind of in virtual reality these days, which is basically disembodied reality. Absolutely. I mean, we so often are walking around in our lives um, without that connection to our body. And you see that happening a lot out in the world. And it's when we can really integrate. And, you know, it seems so silly that we have to integrate being in our body, but um, it's, it's so true. Well, it does seem silly because the one thing that's with us from the minute we're born to the minute we die is our bodies. That really is where we where we are, where we live. And yet the body has such a bad rap and a bad rep. Mm. <laughs> you think about it, mm -hmm. you know, kind of the Judeo-Christian thing is like the body is oh, whatever, sex, dirty, bad, where we get disconnected. Um, <clears throat> and in the East, the material world, even the physical body is kind of not as, as real because it's temporary. And mm -hmm. so we don't really have a very integrated model um, or education in how to really be in, in our bodies. But the thing is, since our body's with us and that's where we are our entire lives and not even mom or dad or anybody's with us every single minute and in our better and worse moments, but it's our body that's registering everything that happens to us. 
And as a somatic body-oriented psychotherapist for decades now, what I have really learned from my teachers and from my experience is that the body is an amazing sort of library storehouse of our memories, our sensations, the meaning that we have given to things. And so when we are present in our bodies, we have access to so much information about ourselves, both historically, (laughs) kind of in the past, and also in the present moment, because how we're responding, what we're feeling, how we're reacting, how we appear to others, the sort of vibes, the body language that's being read by others is, is important. Absolutely. And it was fun that as we, you and I started talking at the conference, we realized that we had um, had a shared passion for somatics, that you had trained, trained with Richard Strazzi and his embodied leadership principles. And I had trained with his former wife, Ariana Strazzi, in the equine guided coaching work that I do. And there's that, that ability to be able to tune into what's going in our body and, you know, whether it's the, what we're holding there from the past or what, what is there for us right now is so powerful. Well, it really is. And Richard and I connected way back in the 70s in the Bay Area through Aikido, the martial art of known as the art of peace. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a very embodied practice. <clears throat> and it teaches us these really important principles about being centered and grounded and balanced and breathing and integrated, our left and right, our lower, upper, our inner, outer, our mind and body, our thought and visualization and execution, all of these things. And so, you know, with that as a background, uh, that's actually what led me into uh, studying with Richard. This was back in the 70s. It was a school called the Lomi School, which teaches body work. And the the time we learned Reikian and Gestalt psychotherapeutic work, that led me to do my master's degree in psychotherapy, clinical psychology. And things have, you know, continued to evolve. Richard has evolved his work, as have I. And we've reconnected in the last oh, 10, 15 years in terms of bringing somatic, somatics into leadership and mm-hmm. also into international peacemaking. Yes, and I can't wait for you to tell the audience about your international peacemaking that you've been working on. I think that's so important and so incredibly interesting. Um, but let's start with you. I want to I dig into why you are called Jamie, Jamie Sensei. Tell us a little bit more about that. <laughs> well, the word sensei is the Japanese word that means teacher. Mm-hmm. And in Aikido, I'm a six-degree black belt, and I've been training and te- I've been training since 1976 and wow. teaching since 1980. When I opened my own women's Aikido school of San Francisco, um, of course, I've continued to train with all of my senseis, all of my teachers through through all these decades, and at the same time, being a teacher and having my own dojo and many students, and in many ways, just kind of taking that concept of teacher, but with sort of a capital T, where, you know, we're, we're really kind of learning wisdom as well as technique from our teachers. Mm-hmm. So there's, and in fact, I'm Jewish and the word rabbi, it, come, it means teacher. Right. <laughs> it's really Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, you know, I almost became a rabbi way back when, but not that many women were doing it. And it was, I mean, I'm a very spiritual person, and I have a you know, strong Jewish identity. At the same time, I started to practice Aikido, which really got me into sort of Eastern spirituality and a more sort of universal sense of our our spiritual nature. And Aikido has been a way to sort of um, embody that spirituality, I would say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, maybe I would have been a Rabbi Jamie. I've turned into Jamie Sensei instead. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, you know, sensei, the, the tradition, the Japanese tr- tradition is that uh, we're always learning. We're lifelong learners. So just as I'm a sensei or a sort of like master teacher, I like to think that I'm a master student as well, continuing to study uh, all along the way, which feeds my teaching, which feeds my learning. And it's, it's a beautiful circle and cycle. So and there's no real ultimate mastery. And there are many senseis. Um, but yeah, the word sensei is an honorific that that does indicate a lot of study, a lot of discipline, a lot of time in, and, and some levels of, of mastery and ability to, to uh, you know, communicate that, shall we say, to others and share it with others. 
Yes, absolutely. And, and, you know, that, that lifelong learner in you has really, you know, just been something that, that has allowed you to develop your own work, right? Where you've, you've, you've built your own program, The Centered Way. Can you tell us a little bit about that and why, why it's so important right now in this crazy world that we live in? Mm, great question. Well, from the ages of around you know, 20 to my early 40s, I lived in the Bay Area, which is such a mecca of totally. masters coming through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had some, some main areas, which was in martial arts and Aikido that I was always studying and teaching once I'd opened my school the whole field of somatics, body work, and I do hands-on body work. I got to study with many people at the same time while I was working with people as clients. And then in the field of psychotherapy, I'm actually a marriage family therapist, California state licensed, and all of those go together in the somatic psychology, a very body-oriented sort of psychotherapeutic work that uh, involves talking, but it's more than just sort of verbal um, therapeutic or self-development work. And, of course, all kinds of spiritual practices and things. Um, so that was a, a great period. And I've gone on from there. I lived in the Middle East for several years in Southern California, back in Northern California now. So, And I'm also a golfer. I've been golfing since I was seven. And I wow. returned to the LPGA as a uh, teaching professional about 20 years ago. And that's when the centered way or what I've um, also called Kiai, the Kiai way, Kiai golf, centered golf, Ki is from ki is from aikido, so ki is the word for chi, life energy, mm-hmm. and then ai ai is the same character in Japanese and Chinese. It means love, and love and understanding of love is is both love, you know, care, heartful, kind of caring for others, but it's about unity and synchronization, harmony, oneness, where things. Mm-hmm are all working together, the puzzle pieces, the gears, the, all the parts of a team. And there's a harmonious way of working together where we, we score, we roll down the, the road smoothly, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and what I've done is to take all of those, those streams, those studies, and to, to put them into I, <laughs> key I, to synthesize and unify them. And, what, and I've sort of developed what I call a a body-mind self-mastery technology. Okay. And technology is kind of a, a fancy word, but, you know, modern word. But it's really like, you know, how do we do this? How do we go about doing this? And um, so these principles around being centered, which is where everything starts, the center is a place uh, in our body. It's the center of gravity, a little bit below our belly button, kind of around the, um, a couple inches below the navel. Mm-hmm. Physical center of gravity. And it's an organizing principle, uh, where our our limbs and our mind and body, our spirit, emotions all kind of come together there. Uh, and it's on the center line of our body, which is where all the chakras are, right? We have our right. um, our head and our, our throat, our communication, our heart, our feelings. We have our, you know, our belly, our root, our power. All these things are on that center line. And so, you know, when we're centered and balanced, um, relaxed instead of tense and tight and forcing, uh, we find that we can breathe and move with with what's happening, <laughs> what's happening in our lives, what's happening in the world, what's happening in an interaction. Um, if you think about a golf swing, of course, I'm a golf pro, so I like to use the golf example. But um, in golf, right, we, if we get centered and then we have a strong base in our legs and, and we can kind of contain the energy as we rotate our body back and then deliver the ball, uh, d- deliver all that energy to the club, to the golf ball and launch it and then finish From up. From a very centered space of, uh, within yeah. you. It, it, exactly. It starts there. And that's not really taught in golf. There's a lot of emphasis on expensive clubs, the latest technology and, mm-hmm. and equipment. Um, as opposed to like a, a, a self-technology, there's a lot of emphasis on technique. Um, <clears throat> sometimes now we're golfers are talking about conditioning, physical conditioning, um, or you know, golf uh, hypnotherapy or whatever psychology for the mental game. But they're also kind of disconnected. And when you begin to understand that it's you that makes the golf ball go, or it could be a conversation, it could be a business, it doesn't matter what we're doing, but staying on golf. So it's my energy I have to put into the golf ball. And it's a lot of energy we wind up to deliver at 60, 80, 100 miles per hour within a second, second and a half. 
and it has to be really precise, right? And we're going to like the smallest ball in the biggest playing field, smallest target, relatively speaking, in golf. So that takes a lot of focus. And we need to be, as I say, masters or in charge of our energy so that we can deliver properly into the golf ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means that we've got to manage our energy well. And the thing that we really have from, again, the minute we're born to the minute we die is this life energy in our body. Um, and we find that, uh, um, you know, when someone dies, what leaves the body is something we don't have a word for, right? Uh, the, right. the soul, the spirit, but we'll call it an animating life force that has allowed us to go to sleep, but also wake up <laughs> and we can walk and talk and make love, make money, do all kinds of things. But when we die or when someone dies, all of a sudden that animating life force that has allowed the mind to think and the body to move and all that is, is gone. The body's not moving anymore. Right. Right. And so, you know, when we start to understand that we really are this energy, it's our own personal renewable natural resource inside our own bodies. And we're the ones who are the stewards of it. We're the ones who are in charge of it. And then we focus it, we focus it in a golf ball or a project or a tennis ball or a um, a musical instrument and a, um, something we're cooking or baking. It, it really doesn't matter what the object is, right, or what the activity is. It's how we're using our energy uh, to do that activity uh, well. Most of us want to do well, right? Absolutely, um, absolutely. And, and so there's principles to how energy works, and that's what I call the centered way or the ki way, this unified life energy way, with us as the the master, the black belt, the one in charge of our energy. Uh, this is so fascinating to me, and it's it's it's. I've experienced that type of centered way in a, you know in a number of different um, from a number of different practices that I have been gone through from learning. You know, so from the equine guided coaching, where you are out and you are in that you know you are in that space and really tuning into where that energy is coming from within you. Even when I ride on a horse, right? If I am riding, I, I'm very tuned into that. How is that energy centered in my body? I've done the centered riding type of, 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 of trainings over the years. And, um, and another practice that has come that I've been exposed to is the art of feminine presence that Rachel Jane Gruber does. And that is, you know, she, she calls that space in your body that you're talking about the, um, the womb center. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's that two inches below, you know, that crosshair is in the center of your body. And um, that was work that really helped me um, in my speaking, you know, so when you, mm-hmm. you can apply this from a perspective, as you're saying, you know, you can apply it into leadership or whatever you're doing. But um, for me, this was a great place for me to, to really learn to show up in my body as I got onto a stage versus a, um, you know, being up in my head. Um, mm-hmm. And so I totally understand this, um, you know, playing with this energy that's there for us to, to embrace and, 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 and be in and mm. really take the strength of what's there and move into whatever we're doing with it. it it's, it's, I love it. Yeah, it, well, it really is terrific. And what I've discovered and discovered through Aikido is that where we get to is this place of peaceful power. Mm-hmm. We are empowered mm. and we find that that power is peaceful. And right. It's got flow to it. It's got responsiveness to it. Um, it's, it's not projecting uh, at all. It's, it's not. It, it's really not projecting. It's really being very present in our own mm-hmm. spine, in our mm-hmm. own body, in our own legs, our hips, our feet, um, in our own head and, and brain, in our own voice, in our own hands and gestures, all of these things. And uh, we also find that we're able to, that from that place, have boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, we know what's me and what's not me. As one of my uh, favorite teachers, Linda Cesara, she's in the Bay Area. Um, she teaches what she's kind of put together as a, in a beautiful way and um, some basics of energy. And I love how she talks about this is me and this is not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here's where my my energy field, my auric uh, field is. It's got an edge, and you know that edge can move in and out. But we're in charge of that. So. You know what, where our boundaries are, how close, not close, and that's not none of this is static, right? Um, but 
but we can be very aware of those things. So then when we get off-centered, when we get off-balance, when we get lopsided, when things aren't working, when we're forcing and getting resistance back, or when we're not energized enough or um, getting you know, in a sense, um, <clears throat> walked over or quote unquote, our space invaded. We know that because we're in tune, we're aware, we have what uh, we call somatic awareness of our, mm-hmm. of our own selves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just kind of on another note, I always think that, uh, and, and love to work with kids, I think that we should ought to be teaching this to our kids in first mm-hmm. grade. I love the that. same way that we teach you know, we teach reading, writing, arithmetic, right. uh, basic life skills. But what if you're six years old? This is first grade, and we teach our kids, you know, who are you? And they say, I am life energy in a body. Right. <laughs> and right. they're not necessarily a Jewish or a Christian or Muslim or, you know, it doesn't have to have a name, right? Um, I mean, right. you can choose what that is, um, or atheist, or, you know, you can put anything, label on that. This is universal. This is just a kind of truth and energetic physics quantum physics, whatever, metaphysics uh, and physical truth that we are life energy in a body. And it has four main faculties by which we experience and express this life energy. And they're Mm -hmm. called our mind, our body, our emotions, our spirit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our spirits, our passion, our drive, what motivates us, our emotions, our feelings, our body is uh, a body gets into what we eat and how we sleep and uh, how we exercise and how we're able to use our body. Uh, The mind has information. It has the rational cognitive function. It also has uh, consciousness, awareness. It has psychology, uh, self-talk. I mean, you know, it's interesting. But when if you were six years old and you knew that your life energy in the body Here's how it works. And mind, body, emotion, spirit work through these basic principles. They're sort of laws, energy laws, that when a system, and we are a system in a body, has a center and it has a ground, right? And it has organization. Um, and it's, it's, it breathes, it moves, it's flexible. It's not just rigid and static. Um, it's responsive to its environment. And, you know, we're in charge of that. Who's in charge of our energy? Right. We are. Well, what an empowering, yeah. neat thing. And now, Absolutely. according to your spirit, you get to pick. Right. right. What's the kid interested in? What's the kid got talents in? What, is the, what does the kid want to do? What do we want to do? That's all individual. But we know how to use this instrument, this system that we are in this body. Um, like, how cool would that be to learn that at six years old? Totally cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. So tell me and the then, story. You know, and then you're building a business, right? Right. Your business should have a, a center and a ground and a base and a, and a uh, you know, and it's, it's aligned. I didn't mention the word alignment is also part of these basics, right? So it's aligned. It's set up towards its target, its goal, right? Um, and we don't have, say, too much marketing and not enough fulfillment or we've got all of that, but we don't have any funding or we don't really have a, a, a mission statement and a purpose, and, <laughs> you know, or the right. personnel. All that should be in balance and it all works together. When all that's working in a, a key in a, in a unified, um, balanced whole, oh, this business is going to move properly. And you know what, what, what we see a lot of, I think, in the entrepreneurial world is, is people following the shiny ways to grow their business, right? It's like, oh, I need to grow mm-hmm. bus- my business this way or that way versus letting that come from the inside out of, of, that that centered way of their business aligned to how that business is really meant to grow individually, uniquely from all the other businesses that are out there. Um, being able to do that yeah. in a way that 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 is you know just like that six year old is unique to that six year old. It's unique to that business to the you know the person in that business and taking their gifts out into the world. Um, it's it's very aligned in that sort of a way. Well, exactly. And just to kind of to what you were saying about, we put so much focus on, oh, I need to do my my internet marketing, or I need to do this, or I you know, whatever it's, right. the thing is, or in golf, I got to buy this driver. Or I mm-hmm, exactly, that's a, a great or, example. You know, this method. No matter what, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, different things are going to work, but they work because of us right? <laughs> and how we're working and then how we work in when we pick up those things, when we interact with those things. And so 
for example, I do a lot of uh, corporate speaking. I work with a lot of leaders, and I work on body language of leadership. Um, but I also work on what I call going beneath the bottom line. Mm-hmm. So that's what I tell. That's what I tell executives um, <clears throat> right off the bat. Where we're going today is beneath the bottom line. And nice. so, what does that mean? <laughs> right. This is like what's underneath everything because we can have the best business plans. We can have the best clubs in the bag. <laughs> We can have the best players in this symphony orchestra or on this football or basketball team. But if we're not uh, operating according to these energetic uh, laws, the way energy moves in the system and aware that we're the ones in charge of that and also how we're using our own body-mind system inside of this particular body, for me, called Jamie, for you, called Cammy, or whoever you are, if we're not in charge of that and masterful with that, none of those clubs or plans or anything are really going to work so well. And in an orchestra, you could, you'd think you're going to have the very best orchestra when you've got the very best people at every instrument, but that's not necessarily true because everybody's got to um, play the same piece of music and the same time signature, key signature. They got to watch the same conductor, follow the same leader. They got to listen to each other. They got to work in harmony, mm-hmm. all of that. Well, now that's going to work, right? And when right. there's adversity, how are we handling that? And so all these things are really important to success, not just the best. And when you're working with those, people. when you're working with those leaders um, and, and, you know, you're taking them below that bottom line, what is mm-hmm. it that you what is it that you are teaching them to do so mm. that they are really becoming embodied in that, in that work? Mm-hmm. Well, what I, I, first of all, I have to teach them that we are energy and mm-hmm. so that that doesn't sound like we're just from California or, right. or, or something, <laughs> you know, or Asia. <laughs> I got to get, Hey, this is pretty universal. And this is actually really practical stuff, right? Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. the, uh, in fact, I asked two CEOs to lay on the floor. One's asleep, one's dead. You know, what's the difference? <laughs> you know, one, one's breathing, the other isn't. One has this key, this G, this life energy in the body. One doesn't. Oh, it's about life energy, this animating life force mm-hmm. that, you know, has emotions and thoughts and all of that. So they have to really get a, get that their energy, how powerful energy is. They're in charge of it. Mm-hmm. Um, to, and so we, we learn about that. We realize that um, communication studies show that, something like 93 to 7 or 90 right. to 10% of communication comes through body language. And right. that's our, our, our posture, our presence, our gesture, our eye contact, our tone of voice and mm-hmm. the vibe. And mm-hmm. the vibe is the measurable energetic frequency. So now, now we really want to uh, become more, um, more adept at utilizing our energy well and to see how that works in the systems, the system in their company and in their leadership and, and all of that and when they're negotiating, when they're speaking, when they're hiring, when they're firing, um, when they're talking with their colleagues, this sort of thing, um, how they deal with stress. Mm, that's an important I do a lot right of stress. I do a lot of stress and conflict management. Mm-hmm. In fact, I have a program called that's very popular called Stress Less, Prosper More. Mm-hmm. Um, effortless power for unprecedented success. And uh, so we really get into what stress is. And stress is a somatic experience. There's biochemistry to it. There's neurophysiology to it. When we get, um, we have obstacles, we have adversity, we have troubles, we have difficulties, um, <clears throat> and w- which we all do. And uh, when we kind of go to the, the downside rather than the upside, the motivating side of stress, we need to know how to handle that and we also have what we call uh, PTSD, right? We have traumatic stress and post-traumatic stress. Right. Um, and so, you know, all of these things tend to produce uh, more conflict, uh, poor thought process, poor decision-making. Um, we can get into arguments and, um, you know, it affects our tone of voice. It affects our negative or positive thinking. And our, it, it just affects so, so many things. Uh, we're affected on every level by stress and the Again, the biochemistry, neurophysiology, the somatics of stress, which affects how we show up and interact, so our communication, our leadership. So I work on you know these kinds of things, and then we practice this body-mind technology so that we know how to shift. We can shift from kind of the, the stress, the messes we make when we're stressed to this more integrated, calm-centered, balanced, masterful zone. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going to make uh, have better thought process. We're going to make better decisions. We're going to communicate more effectively. We're going to manage our emotions instead of 
be um, hijacked by them, as the emotional intelligence people say. And so all of a sudden, wow, we are able to know when we're getting triggered and stressed and then subject to uh, poor decision-making or um, destructive kinds of uh, communication. Or we can shift out of that, and now we can be constructive and productive and effective. Um, Again, you can see it so simply in golf, right? Um, Right. Right. Well, and I, and I, in the world of leadership, I, I, I absolutely you can see it in the golf side of things, but also in the world of leadership, when you start just letting people interact and engage with, with one another at a different um, being level, if you will, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it, it shifts the whole energetic um, presence of a team, right? I mean, things yep. change dramatically because oh. they start to experience each other in different ways. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Um, that, and that's really what it's about. And these are skills that, you know, sometimes are called soft skills, but I, that's why I say yeah. they're beneath the bottom line. They, they are basic to the basics. And, I, I would agree with um, that. So, yeah, I also teach them uh, a whole methodology called releasing, mm-hmm. which is something that's not uh, seen or talked about very well, but uh, very often. And we need to know how to release, how to be in touch with what we're feeling, what we're thinking, to see if that's uh, helping us or not, <laughs> to mm-hmm. understand kind of what, uh, mm-hmm. what's going on within when we are stuck or when we're triggered or when we're holding. And there's so many ways we hold, right? We hold right. in, exactly. we hold up, we hold out, we hold against, we hold tight. There's all hold on, all kinds of holding. And we realize that uh, that is uh, whole, uh, tying up our energy. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. that, again, is affecting our thoughts, our emotions, our physical and um, so when we release, we can free up energy, we can restore flow, we can get unstuck, we can be uh, free from uh, things that are, are troubling us. That, and they could be troubling us in the moment, or they could be things that are just like constantly, oh, mm-hmm. I just don't know how to get free of this. And I've heard a lot, I started to introduce this releasing work into the business world and into the golf world when I just heard so many uh, people sort of... Um, complaining in a sense or just noticing it's like god i just don't know what to do about this it's just bothering me and they need to release and once they do it's like wow they suddenly uh take charge of their energy again and And you're helping them release with body work is that the the approach um actually it's a it's a kind of a a method that was developed in sedona a man named lester levinson first um uh introduced it he's uh, passed in the 90s but uh, i got to study uh, with the Release Institute, and it's just been fantastic work. I incorporated it into my psychotherapeutic work, and then since I've been working more uh, with a lot of the talk, Centered Way talks and trainings and Kiai Golf, I've just adapted it. And the principle of releasing is so very, very important, and it's also an energy basic in my book. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Really, really interesting. So this, you have taken this work in the Israeli-Palestinian peace efforts, correct? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So tell us about yeah. that. I think that's so fascinating. <laughs> it makes total well, sense. I mean, what a beautiful thing to take to that region. Oh, it, you know, it really is. And it's applicable in any conflict. We can use it in a big way here in the States right now. Oh, absolutely. Um, we have so much conflict, so much division, so much stress, so much lack of understanding, and so much uh, efforts to force one way onto of some people onto other people, right? And there, we aren't meeting, we aren't harmonizing, we aren't being able to um, come from a... Uh, an I place, a, a sense of love, of compassion, of care, of connection. And, you know, since we've lost a connection from both sides of, of the aisle, shall we say, in this country, we've just got all kinds of conflict and, um, and resistance, right? Forcing mm-hmm, absolutely. Going on. Um, and, and that's taking politics out of it. It's just looking at the energetics of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so in the Middle East, of course, we have a conflict that is just ongoing, ongoing between the Palestinians and the Israelis. I've um, also taken this work to Ethiopia, and we're starting to spread in other areas of Africa where there are, have been many years of conflict and tribal conflict. I mean, you don't it, it, conflict is not limited <laughs> to any part of the world. You got Ireland, right. you got uh, Russia, et cetera. In fact, we introduced Aikido to the Soviet Union back um, in the days of when Gorbachev 
started with Glasnost opening up the country, and the Americans and the Soviets, of course, were completely disconnected, out of touch, and having these wild ideas of each other that where we'd lost our sense of humanity. And so um, what's common, what's universal in our humanity is this life energy. <laughs> it's the same in everybody, uh, literally everybody, everybody throughout the planet. Uh, <clears throat> and so when we start to realize that on that energetic level in our human uh, just our human composition, <laughs> our human needs, we're so similar, um, but yet mm-hmm. we're divided in our in our minds and mm-hmm. so many so many ways that we get divided. Um, anyway, so I realized in 1987 during that whole period, I went quite a few years to the Soviet Union, and, and even as it um, had had come down 1989 90, that um, you know it didn't take long to connect as human beings and using the practice of Aikido which is all about this key, this this universal life energy we all share, and that when we're in a conflict situation and a stress situation, which is what martial arts presents, there's an attack, right? Mm-hmm. Strike, mm-hmm. punch, kick, choke. Um, <clears throat> that there's, instead of like, I try to just defend myself and any way I can, and like, I'm okay, you're not, that that's an acceptable outcome in Aikido. It needs to be, I'm okay, you're okay. You know, okay. we're looking for win-win, not I'm okay, you're not um, in Aikido. This was a transformative uh, concept of the founder of Aikido and, and practice. So, you know, how do we respond to stress and conflict and danger and threat in a way that could be harmless both to myself but also to the other? And it turns out that as we practice all the basics I've talked about, center blend uh, and and all balance, and we blend instead of oppose, we try to move with to harmonize. That's the I, the key I. And if we can harmonize, we can neutralize the aggression, the problem, the conflict. The conflict can even disappear in this act of uh, meeting it with non-resistance, with blend, with joining, with harmonizing, with love. It's a very powerful transformation. Um, and it meets really deep human needs to be accepted, to be loved, mm-hmm. to be cared for. And all of a sudden, people start opening up. They start being kind. They start, you know, enemies aren't enemies anymore. Um, they turn into fellow human beings. They even turn into friends. And so I was living in the Middle East in the middle 90s in, in Israel. And uh, I found out that there was Aikido in Jordan. Queen Noor at the time had brought a Aikido sensei to, to Jordan. And the peace process had begun after the Oslo Peace Accords. And I was like, wow, what if we could do Aikido here <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, with these people in, in deep, long-time conflict? And it took until 2005, but we launched the Middle East Aikido Project. And we brought uh, some Palestinians, Israelis, Iraqis, Americans who were, of course, during the Iraq War, a few Serbs and Bosnians, Turks and Greeks, people in conflict. And we came together in the UN buffer zone on the island of Cyprus, a neutral actual piece of land on the planet that that people could all go to Mm -hmm. and meet Mm -hmm. and practice this martial art and face strikes and punch and kicks and all of that. And blend and join and practice the techniques of Aikido, uh, which everybody, if you do Aikido, you love it. You're rolling around, you're having a good time, and you're interacting at this physical level, um, this um, philosophical level, shall we say, in the body. So Mm -hmm. it's like somatic philosophy. Mm -hmm. Um, And friendships are born, connections are made, caring for people who you didn't know and were under the, the scary illusions of stereotypes. Um, really turn out to be human beings, fellow human beings, and we become friends. So that's been the idea, and it's really been effective. We uh, There are Palestinians now. There's a dojo in Ramallah, an Aikido school. We have a peace camp initiative. We have some sister schools, martial arts for peace, uh, that we work with in Israel. Um, but, you know, uh, there's now we had one young Ethiopian who came to the 2005 seminar and went back to Ethiopia, we now have several thousand young people, uh, in particular young people there, training. And Aikido is spreading t- into other countries now, and we're working with that through our nonprofit, Aiki Extensions. It- it's really uh, probably the most um, rewarding, heartwarming, Absolutely. rewarding, and powerful uh, kind of of uh, experience to have. And I, I just personally find that Aikido... It's not really just 
I'm partial to it not only because I do Aikido, but because I do Aikido because I'm partial to the philosophy of it and the practice of it, and find that it's very transformational. So we're mm-hmm. using it in uh, in in the business world, in in schools, uh, law, mediation, uh, healing, and holistic healing, uh, somatic psychotherapy, golf, ki golf. Instead of trying to kill the ball and then beating yourself up, <laughs> which doesn't work, there's actually a peacefully powerful way to play better golf. Absolutely, I can, and I'm not even a golfer. I can, I can sit here and, and feel that you know how it is different, right? It's like I, I, I mm-hmm. understand that. Yeah. So where can people learn more about you and your work, Jamie? Well, I have a website, of course, which is the Kiai Way, T H E K I A I W A Y dot com. You can also get to it uh, if you go to kiaigolf.com, points to the same place, K I A I golf.com. Um, I'm reachable through my uh, t- the telephone, <laughs> through her voicemail, which is 760 492 4653. 760-492-GOLF. We're working on a new website, which will be called The Centered Way. And The Centered Way is basically saying the Kiai way, but it's a little bit, it kind of goes in better to, to the Western mind. Uh, so we're just changing it to the Kiai, uh, excuse me, to the Centered Way. And once that's launched, um, you know, people will know and the Kiai way will point to it. Oh, very uh, good. Facebook, LinkedIn, all those good things. Okay. And we'll put those links on the web page when, when the podcast launches so that mm-hmm. our guests can go find them easily there as well. Sure. And, you know, I work with people, I work with groups, I work with organizations and companies, I work with uh, golfers, of course, and uh, really, you know, men, women, kids, all ages, uh, seniors, I actually love to work with seniors, and I work with low handicaps, high handicaps, I, I kind of work with everybody, and that's because these principles are so universal, mm-hmm. and I so enjoy working with people, whether it's one or a few or larger groups and seeing the transformation and noticing that everybody just lights up because nobody's talking to them about these things. Nobody's showing them how it works. No one's making it accessible. And no one's saying, hmm, this is seriously a a kind of a a missing link. This is what we're kind of missing. And once we go beneath this bottom line, we get connected at this really basic, basic fundamental level everything just starts to to work and happen and so much more easily and it's fun and it's it's not hard it's like wow right. it's a lot of wow <laughs> i would say it's you know it puts you in a different flow when you can when you move mm-hmm. into that kind of space that you're not trying to to force something you're not trying to hustle through something it it becomes a flow and exactly, um, and you're 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 just tuned into a whole different way of being, and it's it, it's so powerful. It's incredible. Well, it is, and it's you know it's real, it's natural, it's who we are, it's what we are. It's like oh, thank thank goodness, <laughs> thank gosh, I'm so happy to finally be here. Mm-hmm. And now all that, so many things start to make sense, and so many things start to work. And um, there's energy conservation; we're not wasting energy. Right, um, we feel better. Our relationships are going better. It's it's just a, a really lovely thing, and I just feel grateful that I was able to discover Aikido and all of these kinds of practices and and ways and teachers, <laughs> um, and have so many people to try it out with and and learn with and from, you know, for, for throughout all these years and in different ways. I I just feel very grateful about it and. Um, you know, love doing all of this stuff and uh, uh, as excited and more after decades than I have been from the start. So it's really, it keeps me very, very energized um, as I kind of continue to get a little older each year, but I'm staying as young, very young. This uh, will totally keep energy is that Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes. So the way we always close absolutely. these interviews is what three pearls of wisdom can you leave with our audience today? Well, I think the first one is about key, <laughs> which is yes. energy, mm-hmm. and that we are energy. And mm-hmm. when we identify as an energy being in a body, everything changes. So that's basic, and it's it's really cool. So I guess number one would be that is key. We are energy. I like and it. And the next one would be I. I mm-hmm. AI. The love. <laughs> it would be the love. Yeah. It really is all about the love. That is for sure. Uh, the love and the harmony. 
and then dough, um, Aikido or, you know, the Kiai Wei, D-O, it means the way. That's the Japanese. The Chinese is Dao. It mm-hmm. might be more familiar to people. It's just phonetics. Um, Qi and Qi, Do and Dao. Um, so it means the way, capital T, capital W, that there, it's a way. Um, but I, I like to say it looks a lot like do in English. D-O. Okay. And so I think there's a lot of wisdom in doing. We hear about this great things and it's just about doing that we really need to practice and incorporate and make things part of our daily life and then our our brains grow their little dendrites we make these little neuromuscular pathways and we yes. develop new kind of new habits and new ways of being so it would be about you know we are energy loves what it's all about and do so aikido the ki way those are fantastic pearls well it's been so much fun jamie and i really really appreciate your great wisdom that you're spreading around the world and you know the impact that you're making in the world so thank you for all all you do and thank you for joining us today well thank you so much and you are an extraordinary woman i'm so happy to have met you and in the company of other extraordinary women thank you so much well have a great day okay bye-bye i hope you like this episode of extraordinary women radio If you did, please share this podcast with your own special tribe of women and help spread the love, the dreams, and the inspiration. Are you thinking about making the next bold move in your life? I invite you to take the Your Next Bold Move quiz at CammieGelner.com to find out how you can jumpstart a passionate and meaningful next chapter. You may also enjoy my book, Fire Dancer, Your Spiral Journey to a Life of Passion and Purpose, which is available on Amazon. In Fire Dancer, you will become intimately connected to your heart's calling and build the courage and resiliency to ignite your what's next. I'd love to hear from you on any of my social media channels. I'm on both Facebook and Twitter, and the links are available on my website. Till next time, my friend, listen to your heart, follow your dreams, and be you.